fixing Christianity one dose at a time. Do that thing with the intro. Welcome to Christian Capsules. This is season two, capsule number two. And as always, all scripture is read from the NASB 95 edition. Also, remember, please subscribe to Christian Capsules via your favorite podcast players or on everything Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeart, whatever. We're on everything. Just subscribe. It helps you guys get notifications and things like that. All you have to do is just fire up your favorite player, Spotify, whatever, and then just search Christian Capsules and then subscribe uh, once you get to the page. Okay, well, today's theme, well, actually, it was going to be different, but then the Holy Spirit stepped in and said, I should do this. So we'll, we'll put today's theme on the back burner. So today we're going to be talking about there's no excuse for denying God. And actually, Scripture tells us that um, come Judgment Day, we won't have an excuse for denying Him, for denying God. And because of this, we will not be able to use the I didn't know God existed excuse on Judgment Day. I mean, that defense will not work. Pretending not to know God will not stay His wrath, which is what we know the wrath is, what? The eternal separation from God, and it's also the lake of fire. Nothing on that day can save you from it, not even denying God. Remember, I can't say it enough. The I didn't know God existed defense will not work. So, Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 20 says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have clearly been seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. What Paul is saying here is that everyone on earth can know the existence of God. Now, while you may not know his name is Yahweh, and you may not be versed in scripture, you do know that the Ancient of Days does exist. God made it evident. Verse 19 and verse 20 both talk about it. They say his divine power and nature have clearly been seen by understanding what has been made. So, what Paul is saying is that atheists have zero excuse. Even people who once thought they believed in God and now say they don't have zero excuse. Just let that marinate for a second. We do know God exists because it's all around us in his creation. Therefore, we have no excuse for our bad behavior, for our unrighteousness, from our running from God. Because we can't blame it on the fact that we didn't know he existed. Now, we all know people who don't believe or who once did, but do not anymore. And it could be many reasons for this. One could be because a loved one died, and it seemed as if God didn't answer their prayers for keeping them alive. So they're thinking to themselves, well, I prayed, 
they still died, they must not be a God. Or maybe it's because that someone's life is so depressing that they're thinking that I don't feel God's love. I've been praying for it. I don't feel it. I don't see it. You know, how could it be a God? Why do I feel this way? Or maybe because of so much death and suffering in this world that people, it, they look to say, there's got to be no God because it's clearly not God's design to have so much suffering and death in the world. Because how can a loving God allow this? So clearly he doesn't exist. And I get it. I can see how people can feel that way or these ways. However, I must tell you that God does exist and it is evident in his creation. We just need to take a minute to examine it. Let's consider something easy. Take a look at our solar system, for instance. In our system called Sol, the planets revolve around a star, a light source called the sun. Now, the sun doesn't move from its location. It's steady and constant and provides everything the Earth needs to sustain life on the planet. But remember, the planets and the moons rotate around the sun. The sun is the center of focus. Everything that happens to the Earth is based on the sun. Now, isn't that what Jesus is to us? Isn't the Son of God the center focus of our lives? Everything in our lives should revolve around Jesus. He is the constant, stable light in our lives. Everything good, which is life, love, joy, peace, everything, comes from this center light force. The Son of God is a sun or a light amid darkness, just as the sun is for the planets in the darkness of space. Just marinate on that. Just think about that. Well, let's do another one. Think about the trees, the grass, and the plants. Consider how they act during the seasons. A tree, depending on the season, lives, then dies, and is reborn again to blossom even more and bigger than previously. And it is not of its own accord that it does this. Something resurrects the tree every time it dies. Doesn't that kind of symbolize both baptism and Christ's birth and resurrection? What about the animals? Take dogs, for instance. It's weird how a dog can love you, protect you, be loyal to you, respond to you no matter what you do. I mean, if you yell at the dog or treat it unfairly, isn't that same animal yet there to greet you at the door the very next day, wagging his tail as if nothing ever happened? Does this not remind you of the prodigal son parable? Wasn't the father loving and loyal to his son, and then the son, being ungrateful, treated him as if he was dead by asking for his inheritance early just so he could squander it? Yet the father was there waiting for him with open arms, just as if nothing has ever happened. Isn't this a wonderful picture of God's love, or God as the loving Father, and as isn't it an example of how we should love one another, using the same principle of divine love? Alright, how about this one? Just think about how things are wonderfully made. The human body has holes everywhere, yet liquid does not leak out, nor does liquid seep in. The complex structure of the human body cannot be denied on how wonderfully perfect it is made. Even though we're under a sin curse, it is still magnificently made. 
speaking of the body, we eat pleasant things. Our favorite meals, our favorite desserts, and yet the waste is exited out of our body. This waste or feces is harmful to us, and we need it to exit our body. Not just that, but if we lay in feces, it would eventually cause infections. Isn't this what God wants to show us in regard to sin? To what sin is and how it has to exit our lives? Just think on it for a bit. What about this? What about the beauty of creation? You ever look at a mountaintop in the distance with a trace of clouds of snow on it and think to yourself like, wow, isn't that just awe-inspiring? Isn't that just beautiful? I mean, theoretically, it's just a rock, right? A rock with some snow on it. But somehow, it never gets old of us staring at it. Or how about the perfect sunset? It never gets old, right? Even though it's just our region rotating out of view. We'll drive hundreds of miles just to get a look at the Grand Canyon. And all that is, is just a long crevice in the ground. Yet it is remarkable to behold. You ever see God rays coming out of clouds? Or a big rainbow with its bright colors? What about a waterfall? Niagara Falls, for instance. Just simply beautiful. But yet, all it is is just water coming down a rock. You ever drive down a road with the trees and the grass covered in snow? Just fascinating. All that glistening snow on the tree limbs... No, no, on the sides of the road as you drive down, maybe you're going home. Just beautiful. Our best sculptures, paintings, skyscrapers cannot rival God's beautiful creation. And yet, doesn't all this remind you of how the scripture says we will see the glory of God? We will never tire of it, and He will radiate beauty for eternity. It will never get old. Alright, alright, here's one more. Look at the birds. They can create such well-made nets, yet possess no hands. How do they do it? These nests are extremely high, off the ground, sometimes on skinny tree limbs or poles. Yet the birds lack the hands to even carry the materials to build the nest. They don't manufacture the materials to build the nest. And yet they can craft with no hands. You try crafting a nest and see how far you get. These same birds can navigate the sky with finesse. And they can even sense danger before we can. Such a wonderful creature could only be meticulously crafted and designed. A testament to the detail that only a god can give. I mean, I can go on and on. Cows, whatever. The next time your friends or people you know go on about how there is no God, tell them to open their eyes and look around sometime. Tell them to look past the science and consider what they see with their plain human eyes. Remember, God will hold us accountable. You better do yourself solid and forego the excuse that there isn't a God. We all know better. My name is Jermaine. And I'll talk to you next time.